When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Megan Hessline. Hey Meredith, I'm so excited for today because this week's there's something happening on Thursday. Is there? Is there? <laughs> yes. Um, we are literal days from the start of Ohio State's football season. Uh, In case you missed it, the Buckeyes opened their 2021 campaign on the road at Minnesota this Thursday. Uh, We are recording on Monday evening and I I can't contain myself. I honestly don't know how I'm gonna make it to Thursday. Thank God I don't have any classes on Thursday so I can just prepare myself the whole day. I just, oh my gosh, I, I won't be able to sleep. I'm so excited. I'm kind of like also digging the Thursday kickoff. I don't know if you remember when Ohio State kicked off with Indiana a few years ago. It was J.K. Dobbins' first game as a true freshman. And that was like, maybe it's why I kind of like Thursday night openers for Ohio State. I mean, yeah, that was a freaking great start to a career. So maybe we'll have another great start to career. Maybe Stroud, maybe Henderson. I mean, who knows? We'll have another breakout player in this game. Yeah, certainly lots of options. Um, I also feel like the Thursday night schedule is pretty nice in terms of like Labor Day. We get to have our long weekend on the back end, enjoy the rest of the openers uh, for college football, um, hopefully with a 1-0 record already under our belts. I totally agree. I mean, it 
definitely works out that Labor Day is this weekend as well. I mean, I have a 9 a.m. Friday morning. Don't know how I'm going to survive, but eh, it'll be worth it watching a high state all night. Yeah, I'm guessing your class attendance will be maybe in the teens. If we're lucky. Like percentages, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, so this game is on the road at formerly TCF Bank, now Huntington Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Um, Have you ever been to Minnesota, Megan? Um, I haven't. I mean, I think it's one of those, not totally irrelevant states, but just one of those states you don't really think about, you know? Yeah. It's got lakes. When we took our train trip a couple of weeks ago, we trained through it. And like, I mean, it was cool. There were like wetlands and stuff and it was pretty, I guess, but we did train right by the stadium. Um, and like, it's a, it's a fine venue. Um, but I do have to ask, like we were talking about this and we're going to share the column tomorrow on, uh, our weekly, your nuts with Brett. Um, but how do you feel about traveling to away games? I mean, personally, I would love to go to every single game. I'm just a broke college student. But uh, I think one of the only away games I've gone to was the Sugar Bowl in 2014. My family and I went to New Orleans, and that was just legendary. Like, that was the best trip of my life. So I, I think, bet. Yeah. It, oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> so amazing. But, I mean, I'm hoping my friends and I can maybe – just not go out for one weekend and just use that money on some football tickets, maybe on Indiana. I feel like that would be a really good game. But yeah, personally, I would love to. Nice. Yeah. I've been to Bloomington once. It was raining and people were mean. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's also this piece of, you know, back to the actual football at hand, uh, Ohio state is opening the season with a conference opponent. Actually, uh, the majority of the big 10 is actually opening up against fellow big 10 opponents. Um, thoughts on that. I am actually a big fan of it. I mean, and it's not just any conference opponent, like Minnesota is a very solid team. So I think it'll be a nice change. I mean, usually we open the season with a blowout win. So I'm excited to see an actual close game, a good game on Thursday. Yeah, I love it. Like the stakes are so high from the outset and, you know, that makes it pretty tense, but it's also better than, you know, playing Florida Atlantic or something and sort of getting bored by halftime. Not that we get bored in the opening game (laughs) of the season. We've been waiting for too long. Um, but no, I'm so excited for this. Uh, and as you mentioned, Minnesota is definitely a solid team. They were picked to finish fourth in the big 10 West, which I think is simply ridiculous. Um, you know, they have one of the best, uh, running backs in the league with Mo Ibrahim, um, and are certainly well positioned, uh, in the big 10 West to make a run, uh, will have a challenge having to face Ohio state in week one, but you know, such as life in the big town, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely true there. Yeah. Right. Like you mentioned, Mo Abraham is one of the best running backs in the big 10 and he'll definitely present a challenge to our defense. I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to handle it, but at first don't be, don't get nervous. I'm sure he'll put some on us at first, but, um, they have very solid defense as well. So we'll have to adjust to that too. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited. Yeah. And just one more note on Mo Ibrahim. I'm writing the preview for the game uh, on Thursday. And I forgot that when we last played Minnesota in 2018, he was also the starting running back then. And 
on two separate occasions, put the Gophers ahead of Ohio State. Really? He's still really? on the team. He's still oh, on gosh. the team. Yeah, well, he's old. That'll be, hopefully he doesn't do that this year. Hopefully I mean, our defense can contain him. Fingers crossed. Um, I mean, the first game of the year, you always have to account for some sloppiness. Uh, so hopefully it's just a little more contained from Ohio State. Um, but on that note, speaking of extremely sloppy play, uh, did you end up watching Nebraska, Illinois on Saturday? Like, why do they have to make the Big Ten look like that? Like on national television, uh, like this was the first game of college football this year. And that is what they showed the Big Ten to be like the first points scored were on a safety. Like, it's okay. that's funny. That's hilarious. It really (laughs) is. Like, it's just so funny. And what's also funny is honestly, Illinois punter Blake Hayes was like the MVP of that game. Like it was unbelievable. He was averaging like over 40 yards a punt. Like, I don't know. He just totally, he honestly led his team to a win. So between the safety and a freaking punter being the MVP, like it's just so big 10. And, you know, certainly wishing him all the best, but the fact that, you know, within the first quarter, Brandon Peters got knocked out for Illinois to be placed, replaced by former Rutgers quarterback, Arthur Sitkowski, um, was, you know, just also an interesting turn. Uh, and then obviously the play of Adrian Martinez, who started last year for Nebraska. He is not, it's not like this is his first rodeo. Um, that fumble play that was returned by Illinois for a touchdown was just sad. Um, we happened to be, uh, we missed the second half of the game cause we were golfing with actually a Nebraska fan and an Illinois fan. And they couldn't oh, even nice. like talk smack to each other. Cause the Illinois fan was like, we're literally just winning and we're both so pathetic. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they were happy to be able to leave at halftime after that fumble. Yeah. I mean, there was some bright spots though. I mean, I think both quarterbacks played well. I mean, Adrian Martinez had a really good freshman year and honestly, he hasn't really lived up to that since, but I was really impressed with his rushing game. He was Nebraska's leading rusher with over 100 yards, which is, again, kind of sad. But he played well. And then Sikowski came in and played really well, too, as the backup quarterback. So, I mean, I'm impressed with both teams. It was it, it was sad, but there were some bright <laughs> spots. <laughs> yeah, and, like, once again, maybe with these first game jitters out of their way, you know, things will get better. But I do see the Big Ten West order of finish ending with Illinois, Nebraska, (laughs) probably in that order. Um, Anyway, we mentioned Sitkowski being a transfer from Rutgers. Uh, Speaking of other Big Ten transfers, uh, former Michigan running back Zach Charbonnet uh, had a big game with UCLA over the weekend. This is just amazing. (laughs) I love it. I mean, he transferred because Michigan didn't give him any carries after a really impressive freshman year. The following season, they just didn't give him enough carries. So he was like, you know what? I'll just take my talents to UCLA. And that's exactly what he did. And he absolutely went off. Just in the first quarter alone, he had, I believe, over 70 yards. So he had an amazing game. So I'm just so excited to see how the rest of the season goes and how he just rubs it in Michigan's face. Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem cheering for him now. Um, (laughs) 
Good for him. Um, but kind of on the note of, you know, wild things happening, we've been through week one already. Um, and for those of you who don't know, every year, Land Grant has all of the writers do kind of a predictions article. And one of the questions is our wildest predictions for Ohio State football and for football more broadly. So, uh, Megan, do you want to share what your wild prediction was heading into this year for Ohio State? Yeah, I just, I feel like it wasn't that wild. I mean, I have us winning the national championship, which is obviously like totally possible, but like, I didn't know what else to think of. I mean, like all of us, like we have great returning players and we have great new players and we're probably going to go undefeated in the big 10 and we're probably going to win the big 10 and we're probably going to make the playoff. So, I mean, I just feel like there's nothing too wild that you could say about this Ohio state team, unless you have something. I don't know. I feel like, so my prediction was that Ohio state is going to go to overtime against a conference opponent. Um, and I actually think it might happen on Thursday. Um, kind of, as you alluded to, there's a few things that could trap Ohio state, uh, and Northwest Northwestern, excuse me, Minnesota. (laughs) Um, I mean, Northwestern can trap teams too, but anyway, uh, so Minnesota uh, certainly has a lot of the pieces in place and playing at home, um, could trip Ohio state up the last time we played, you know, we won by two scores, which for that Ohio state team was not a lot. Uh, so Ohio state hasn't had an overtime game against a big 10 opponent since 2018 when they went to OT against Maryland. Um, so, you know, it, it feels like, you know, kind of meh, it's certainly not winning a national title level of exciting, but it could happen. And I think it, you know, it's plausible certainly to have a close game, uh, in your opener. Yeah. I actually like that prediction. I mean, I don't, I want them to win comfortably. So I'm you want to be able to go to bed so you can make it to your 9am class. Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, it definitely could happen against, um, all the big 10 opponents that we're facing. It definitely could happen against Minnesota. So hmm, we'll see if you're right. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the broader football landscape, what is your wild prediction? I have Iowa State making the playoff. Um, obviously, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, they're all going to make it. But I just, I didn't want to choose just Georgia or Oklahoma because they've made it before. And honestly, I don't even think they're going to be anything great this season. But I, I'm really oppressed, impressed with how Iowa State's been on the come up the past few years. And I'm thinking they're going to be in the top four at the end of the season. Okay. So I love that that was your pick because I picked Cincinnati to make the playoff. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, they were, I mean, I say so close last year, like they were as close as they could hope to be. And they played Georgia so down to the wire in their bowl game. Um, and I really feel like as much flack as we gave Luke fickle when he coached Ohio state in 2011, like he, he's really come into his own as a coach in Cincinnati. Um, he's doing amazing things there. So would love to see that team that was so good last year. Uh, and that program continue to rise, but you know, there's still one program in Ohio and it's Ohio state. I mean, yeah, but we could have two in the playoffs. That'd be even better. I would. Yes. Representing for the state. I don't think anyone can be upset. I mean, hopefully they don't come down in the national championship though. Obviously we'd have to root for Ohio state, but we don't want to see Cincinnati go down like that. So 
no. Let's just see them make the playoff. That's an accomplishment in itself. Definitely. Um, so one last uh, thought before we head to our break. Uh, there are lots of questions that always, you know, remain ahead of the first game because we haven't actually seen anything on the field. Um, certainly folks questioning uh, CJ Stroud now that Justin Fields is gone. What's going to happen to our quarterback play? Um, but Megan, what's your biggest outstanding question for the Buckeyes this season? I'm curious how the running back situation is going to play out because obviously we have Master Teague returning from last year and he's definitely a solid running back. No hate on him whatsoever. But we also have talented freshman Travion Henderson coming up and the coaches and his teammates just absolutely rave about him. So I'm curious to see how much time he gets. But we also have Mayan Williams who the team also loves. I mean, he showed flashes of greatness last year too. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, it's Teague's last year, so I'm expecting he'll be the starter, but how long is that going to last? Is Henderson or Williams going to overtake that? Are they just going to split the whole year? So I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. And it's certainly a mystery. We don't have Trey Sermon who was kind of like a flash in the pan. When you think about last season, like he really came on for just a couple games and exploded, uh, obviously for Ohio state's benefit. And he is solely the reason that we beat Northwestern in the big 10 championship game. Um, but yeah, my outstanding question for the year has got to be the linebacking core. So, uh, linebackers have certainly struggled. I will say for Ohio state, maybe in the past five years or so, uh, certainly a far cry from the years of AJ Hawk and James Laurinaitis um, and all of that talent that we used to have uh, by, you know, losing Pete Werner and Baron Browning and tough Borland uh, all to the NFL and seeing this new set of linebackers coming in um, headlined by Taraja Mitchell. Uh, we, there's a lot of questions. Uh, can the linebackers anchor the middle of the field this year? We shall see. Yeah, that's also a really interesting point. I mean, I can't believe that Borland and Werner are finally gone. I feel like they've been on the team for like forever, for literally ever. Yeah. But um, I think Mitchell's definitely going to be the leader of the linebacking crew. Obviously, he was named a captain this past week. So um, he's definitely the most skilled in that room. But yeah, I'm excited to see how everyone else does. That'll be that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and you know, bottom line is no matter what our predictions could be way off, like linebackers could be just fine. Running backs could be just fine, but, uh, we have football on Thursday to answer all of our questions, uh, and certainly to look forward to this week. Um, we've got more college and pro football talk coming up after this break. So stay with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. 
Uh, We unfortunately are opening this segment with some rough news. That's right. Uh, We learned Sunday that former Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins would be missing the entire 2021 season with a torn ACL. He unfortunately tore his ACL in the Ravens preseason game against the Washington football team. Of course, it brings up a lot of feelings, the first and foremost of which is hoping for a safe and speedy recovery for Dobbins. But this is just heartbreaking. It was finally his year to get the starting job. He looked absolutely amazing last year. He averaged about six yards per carry among all running backs in the league. And I really thought this was going to be his breakout year. So this is just totally heartbreaking for him and definitely prayers for a speedy recovery. Yeah. And it like, it's just so sad. It's so sad. He, um, as a Cleveland fan, I obviously paid very close attention to Dobbins play on the Ravens. Um, and he was just outstanding, including against Cleveland, which is a little frustrating. (laughs) Um, but you know, obviously, you know, we talked about it earlier on the show, like these fond memories we had of watching him as a true freshman against Indiana. Um, obviously his played continue continued at such a high level during his time at Ohio state. Uh, and then seeing him drafted in Baltimore uh, and playing kind of his COVID season uh, so well. And like you said, having set himself up for success with this opportunity and then to get injured in the preseason, like this is one of the many reasons that the NFLPA opted to shorten the preseason from four games to three is to reduce the risk of injury to star players. Cause you know, it doesn't happen often, but it happens enough to where it's so tragic. Right. It's just a very tough situation because obviously you want your players to be prepared enough for the grind of the regular season, especially now with a 17-game regular season. So you want them to be ready, but the question is how much do they have to play in order to be ready? Because you don't want to risk that injury, unfortunately, that Dobbins suffered in the final preseason game. But I don't know. It's just a tough situation and... Um, I do like that the PA, the NFL PA reduced the preseason to three games, but I don't know. Injuries are just unavoidable sometimes. So no matter how much you try to prevent them, they're just going to happen. So unfortunately it happened to Dobbins, but it just happens sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, one of the particularly tragic things about Dobbins is we all know that the life of an NFL running back is not long. Um, and so, uh, you know, we saw this with Saquon Barkley last year, losing a year as well with the torn ACL. Um, and so just really hoping that he's able to recover, he's able to recover well, um, and he's able to make a perfectly healthy comeback. Um, but, uh, once again, just thoughts are with him. Um, but of course, as tragic as the news coming from Baltimore was, we did have some positive news in the NFL preseason, actually also related to ACL injuries. Uh, and that's that Joe Burrow, who we all remember once played at Ohio State, um, he actually received a standing ovation when he took the field with the Bengals in their preseason game against the Dolphins. It was Burrow's first time out since he himself tore his ACL in the 2020 season. Um, so while I certainly want the Bengals to get dismantled against the Browns twice this year, uh, wishing him nothing but the best as he enters his sophomore season in Cincinnati. See, I'm a Jets fan. So Burrow and the Bengals can dismantle the Browns as much as they want. Cause I will solely be rooting for Joe Burrow. I absolutely love him and totally rooting for a great comeback season for him. Hopefully he'll earn comeback player of the year. 
that could be in his future, but we will see. Hopefully, he dismantles your Browns. Sorry Rude. to say it. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, um, well, moving on from football altogether, we're just going to wrap up today with some U.S. Open talk. Megan, what's going on? Yeah, so right now, well, I should say right before we started recording this podcast, I was watching Coco Goff play, and uh, as of now, she was down. She lost the first set, so that'll be interesting to see how she plays. Um, Unfortunately, Serena and Venus are both out with injuries, which is the first time they haven't played in the U.S. Open, I believe, in like 15 years. So that'll be different. Um, No Federer, no Nadal. So it's just like, it's a weird tournament. So maybe we'll see some up-and-coming stars. Um, Obviously, we still have Djokovic, so he's probably favored to win. Uh, We got Osaka, so she's my pick to win. I bet Osaka will come back and uh, win this major. So I'm super excited. I love the U S open. I love the atmosphere that New York city brings to it. So can't wait to watch that for the next couple of weeks. For sure. For sure. Um, well, anyway, uh, that's all we've got for today. Uh, before we wrap up the show, Megan, shall we do our end of show shout outs? Yeah. So I'm going to shout out Ohio, um, in the little league world series. They made it all the way to the finals against that state up North. Um, it's the Ew. first, I know, um, but it's the first time that Ohio, a team from Ohio has made it to the finals. So that's an amazing feat for them. They unfortunately did not win, but they still all played absolutely amazing. They overcame um, a 9-0 loss to California earlier in the tournament, and then they went on to not lose a game until the finals. So congrats to them. So proud of them. They did a great job of representing our state. Amazing. Um, well, since I shouted out Atlanta achieving a hundred percent, uh, vaccination rate among players last week, um, I'm going to shout out Ohio state football. Uh, the team is now more than 90% vaccinated according to head coach Brian day, uh, which is pretty great. Um, incredible news. Uh, and you know, once again, uh, as we've discussed on the show previously, this is certainly setting them up, up for success and being able to actually play a full schedule heading into this year, uh, which we are all as fans very grateful for. Um, but more than that, we are grateful uh, for all of their continued health and safety and well-being. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to lose any games just because of the virus. So we are doing a great job of protecting ourselves and ensuring that that won't happen. So super proud. Hopefully we can get to 100% soon. Definitely. All right. That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Megan at Megan Hustline, me at Meredith Hine and the site at Landgrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.